The Big Inside, number 27, May 12, 2008. Coming up right now on The Big Inside, the only thing you do wrong in the gym is working out. The Big Inside's panel of training experts are once again here to talk about what you should be doing to get the most out of your time in the gym and how to work best with a trainer or just on your own. Sports training or just keeping fit, this is the show. You're going to want to call in your questions at 617-237-1234. Any question. Trust me, this is the training show, people. That conversation starts at 20 past the hour. But first, in today's loose news, some controversial evidence that suggests how jocks might make more money than wimps in the stock market. And as always, we'll be taking all your calls and emails. Plus, at the end of the hour, you'll find out what makes thin chicks run to the bathroom as yet another diet pill goes belly up. All that and more this hour. So with training talk about as refreshing as boiled salad, warm up your ears because this week's physique challenge starts right now. It's Monday night. The greatest feeling you can get in a gym is the pump. And it's time once again. Put that freaking sandwich down. For the ultimate physical challenge. This is getting frustrating. It's the big inside. Why work out? You can pack muscles by taking drugs. This is the show that turns physique sports and physique performance. Who's talking about my bodybuilding attire? Inside out. Our whole family is arguing over how to prepare soft-boiled eggs. Every Monday night at 5 o'clock. Maybe a light workout here and there. Interviews, facts, news, contest coverage, opinions, editorials. School is in. And, of course, some general mayhem. Talking and getting under people's skin. Concerning the world of physique sports. The idea is to show as much muscle as possible. And athletic performance. Seems to be working for you. And now, coming to you from deep inside the world of physique training. You can tell I have a lot of energy still. I'm Christian Mady, a.k.a. XN. He works out every single day for an hour, six days a week. And I'll be your host. Don't you talk to me. Welcome to... Oh, right. I made that up. The Big Inside. Good gum. This is Christian Mady, a.k.a. XN, and my volume is... Ow! Sorry, folks, my volume is way too loud. Turn down your car radios. This is The Big Inside. I'm Christian Mady, a.k.a. XN, and this is the show connecting the physique world with the real world and turning them both deaf. I'm turning them both inside out in the process. What's wrong with my volume? Whoever you are, pro athlete, average Joe gym dude, or just a guy parked on a couch watching reality TV, no matter who you are, you're always doing something with your body. Like going deaf. And this is the show where we discuss how real life in the real world affects and connects back to your sport, your body, your life, your health, and why you should even care. We're all about the conversation, not the education. But with our luck, you're definitely going to learn something along the way. Or maybe probably. Actually, today's the infotainment show. I have Scott. Hi, Scott. Hello. Scott's there. He's, he's yeah, he's leaning way back from his mic. His volume is fine. <laughs> At 20, he's going he's, he's gonna to be giggling like at the whole show. At 20 past the hour. Should you do squats or not? Is running on the treadmill any good? What about that damn pain in your shoulder? All right, look, it's time again to talk training. So the Big Inside training panel is back. We're going to have Scott Batorf, who's like our resident brain encyclopedia, Mike D'Angelo, the pro bodybuilder, and potentially Dr. Mike Nicolosi, who, right before we went on the air, Chris Villani goes, uh, you know, what, what? he's not going to be on if he's in surgery. And like, yeah, that's pretty much it. He called me about an hour ago. He's like, well, if I'm not needed in surgery, I'll be on the show. We're going to get a little dishy, you know, we're going to be talking about what we see going wrong in the gym and, and how to correct it and make it right and all that kind of stuff. A lot of people do a lot of stuff wrong, right? Oh yeah. Tons. Tons. Outrageous stuff. So, uh, you get free advice, freebies, free stuff, free, um, I don't know, free suggestions. I don't know. What is it? Like nuggets of wisdom. Is that what we have? I'm going completely deaf people. So if I'm yelling into the mic, forgive me, my headphones are all messed up. No matter what you train for sports, 
health, fitness, whatever. Call in today, 617-237-1234. Good stuff. As always, the show is compiled by the Physiculture Collaborative. They are the Physique Sports Revolution. Learn more about them at physiculture.net. In the booth today, our old friend, Chris Villani, Mr. Rocker Salad. He'll be keeping his hand on the buzzer because, as you know, I'll, I'll know I swear like a trucker. We'd like to thank last week's guest, pro bodybuilder Evan Centapani from Connecticut. A lot more insightful than I thought. I mean, really, it's a good show. Go back and listen to episode 26 at TheBigInside.com or on iTunes in the iTunes store. We can get all the past episodes. Call in today, anytime, 617-237-1234. I want to get started. But meanwhile, first, I want to thank our listeners who are listening outside the Boston area who catch the show live on the broadcast stream at 1510thezone.com. Remember, no matter where you are, you can still call in. And if you're phone shy, uh, email us. Info, I-N-F-O, info at TheBigInside.com. Chris, let's start the news. Uh, we got I, I, people l- listen i don't know what's wrong with my headphones today but i'm gonna be screaming the news at you with l- a loose treatment of physique information like it was current events and current events like they were physique information these right here are the physique stories inside the news stories for the week ending may 12 2008 this is your hearing impaired loose news i'll be doing sign language the entire time top story if you want better gains from your day trading put the jocks in charge of the stocks New studies show a strong link between men's testosterone levels and the efficacy of their trading on the stock market. That's right. More testosterone, more money. At least that's what scientists are hypothesizing. Like, testosterone has long been equated with awesome performance in sports and, of course, in in the bedroom. I don't don't have much testosterone, apparently. (laughs) I can't get a second date. Yet, now, there is also correlation. Do not cry, low-level bedroom jocks. There's also correlation that it could make for amazing stock traders. Scientists from the University of Cambridge in London followed 17 day traders and took saliva samples. Ew. Took saliva samples at key points in their work day to test their testosterone levels. I don't believe I said that sentence and didn't mess up. I couldn't say dot net. Test that, that, that. They basically swabbed their mouth when the market opened and when it closed. Now, on the days that these guys had higher than average trading volume for the month, their testosterone levels were through the roof. Through the roof. Testosterone is known to increase aggression and engage an appetite for risk. So you know, researchers were kind of expecting this, but this kind of corroborates the link between the elevation of this naturally produced human steroid and all kinds of performance. However, on the flip side, researchers speculated that should these levels continue to elevate, the guys are getting huge. No, if, they, if, ele- if their levels of testosterone elevate too high, the likelihood is that the same super traders might become liabilities, actually counter-profitable. This is because at elevated states, testosterone can produce sensations of euphoria and delusion. Maybe I do have high testosterone. And these are, you know, obviously euphoria and delusion while trading stock might not be the most profitable thing. An interesting angle to the story. Actually, this was kind of cool. And this is a big inside. This is a physiculture collaborative original. A few months back, we aired a report that showed that the most common profile for steroid users are white, upper middle class, educated men between the ages of 27 and 45. Basically, the stock market. You kind of, it's, it's the same profile. You kind of got to wonder, is, you know, the financial field attract testosterone junkies or does the nature of the business breed testosterone? Jun- I mean, I, 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 I know quite a few bigger stock trade. Like, it, it's a machismo thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You feel that way, right? Yeah, Why definitely. aren't you a stock trader? I don't know. You have excess I should be. How about... Oh, yeah, change the careers here. Exactly. In a related story, Major League Baseball stock trading plummeted 300 points today on the NASDAQ. When the MLB was asked why, they say that you should blame Congress for cutting off the supply. 
And speaking of aggressive finances, the U.S. has a big beef with big beef. <laughs> the beef industry may soon be dominated by a global conglomerate. Meef news. Meat, beef, meef. We all know that athletes are competitive, and so competition is a good thing, right? It breeds improvement. Well, breeds, breeds, meefs, briefs, whatever. Well, one way athletes stay competitive is by eating a solid diet, which includes high protein, obviously. So heads up, competitive meat eaters, because price competition may soon be a thing of the past in the beef industry. Two of the largest beef competitors in the U.S., Smithfield Beef Group and the creatively named National Beef Company. Wow, they must have needed a whole marketing committee for that. Are being brought, These two huge beef competitors are being bought up by the Brazilian-based company. It's called uh, BSL. Oh, shoot. I don't believe this isn't in the story. But a Brazilian beef company is basically buying everything in the U.S. So to create this big global monopoly. They also bought holdings in New Zealand and Australia. What does this mean for you, my uh, protein-focused athletes? Loss of competition in the marketplace could could mean that, you know, higher meat prices in the next few weeks. The U.S. Senate is looking into the matter in regard to antitrust legality. But for the time being, it looks like the sales going through beef monopoly, all cows owned by Brazilians. I wish there was I, I, I wish I knew the Portuguese word for hooray or something <laughs> or the Portuguese word for monopoly. If you know the Portuguese word for monopoly, call in 617-237-1234. And now, in supplement, lo- supplement loser, supplement news, a popular <laughs> bodybuilding supplement may be better suited to treat schizophrenia. Or at least that's what the little voices in my head are telling me. A, a, nutri- whoops. a nutrient called N-acetylcysteine has been popular in bodybuilding circles and is now gaining momentum among psychiatric circles. N-acetylcysteine is also called NAC. It's been a hot seller. Among- what, Scott, you actually know supplements. Yeah, I actually do. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. What is NAC? What is N-acetylcysteine? Because um, I, I have this story here, and it's like, look at it. It's like a, a paragraph on a page. What is it? Well, it's basically, it's an amino acid. Okay. So um, like a, okay, a protein building block. Yeah, it's important because it's um, it helps with cleansing the liver. Okay. Um, but the main thing it does is it, pe- it helps produce glutathione in your liver. Glutathione. What's and, what, and what glutathione does is help protect all your cells like on a cellular basis against free radicals. And so what happens is, um, you know, when people take like anabolic substances or steroids, they lose their production of glutathione and the production of bile. So then they're, <laughs> then they're on a cellular basis, they aren't protected by, you know, uh, these free radicals are protected by, they have no protection. Okay. So the cell is more at risk to be damaged. Yeah, exactly. Basically. And then, you know, the liver's at For people risk who aren't also. on like steroids, let's name it. Who aren't on steroids is NAC, is N-acetylcysteine a, useful thing for the rest of us because i know that chris villani in the booth is on all kinds of steroids and uh he's uh Uh he's (laughs) contemplating the n-acetylcysteine me natural as they come nac for me does it matter um i mean like you can add it into your plan you know it depends what kind of lifestyle you live i mean if you do drink a lot and like (laughs) have you heard the show you know (laughs) if you drink or you know you have a pretty uh I guess intense lifestyle. I mean, it could be a good choice. Ah! Oh, sorry. Exactly. <laughs> I'm intense. But, no, you know, like a weekend warrior, you know, going out, you're, you know, whatever, smoking, drinking, going at it. I'm more like a weekend but, uh, wizard. But it's also good, you know, protecting the body um, Okay. on a cellular basis and the liver. I mean, so it's liver, useful for all people. Yeah, I mean, the liver, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a detoxifier. If, you don't, if it's not working well, then, you know, you're going to be running like. You know who else it's useful for? 84 sufferers of schizophrenia. They showed that when NAC was administered, many of the negative side effects were lessened, including their lethargy and social withdrawal. And the placebo group, which I don't know how many schizophrenics there were, 
maybe like 20, but in their mind, 40. Ah, just kidding. No, uh, the placebo group did not have any lessening of symptoms, leading researchers to believe that NAC may be the new treatment. That's it. Like, NAC, I, they, they didn't get, I, I'll have the link. They say, like, they I have the link on the show notes. Then explain no, no, they ex- exactly. I have, I have the, sh- I have okay. the link. I I'd be interested wanna... to hear what, I guess, what mechanism, why it oh, makes he's it. killing me. We're doing hard science today, aren't we? Well, how about this? <laughs> In a related story, although many symptoms were alleviated, none of the schizophrenia patients were alleviated of their suffering, delusions, or hearing voices. These patients, the researchers concluded, were obviously the bodybuilders. Anyway. <laughs> that was, oh my God, my big money. And no, not a laugh. I'm moving on. And now, wah, wah. yeah, exactly. And now <laughs> this week's John Cena report. We're not sure if he really matters. And that's this week's John Cena report. We'll keep you posted it to the details as they Wait, develop. I got, a, I got a report on him. Oh, you do? We have an actual so, John yeah. Cena report. He's got he's got an internal rotation of his shoulders and he has a small chest. Okay. <laughs> that from Scott Batorf. <laughs> now from the Cheaters Usually Win Department. A recent study blames the vast majority of sports injuries in high school on cheaters. Looks like fair play is safer play after all. I'll have this this story link on the show notes as well. A recent study in the journal named Injury Prevention looked at who is causing injuries among high school athletes. The culprits? Jerks, bullies, poor sports, just like you suspected. The study conducted at the Center for Injury Research and Policy looked at almost 100,000 sports-related injuries sustained by high school athletes between 2005 and 2007. Boys and girls football, soccer, wrestling, basketball, baseball, a bunch of other sports. The results show that the most common injuries were directly related to illegal actions in the sport. Basically, referees, you know, saying, don't do this, the kid does it anyway. Eh. In fact, one in every ten injuries was the result of some bonehead kid whose dad's yelling from the sidelines, trying to bend the rules. Dig in, Owen! Dig in! Owen, why'd I pick Owen? Crazy. Crazy. Crazy parents. 32% of injuries caused by cheating high school students were to the head or face, in my case, the face, with 25% being concussions. Cheaters, people. The bottom line, lack of discipline for cheaters is a huge risk factor for high school athletic injury. It's not the sports that are dangerous. It's the lack of proper guidance and coaching that's dangerous. In a related story, over 87% of all injuries sustained in the gym were the result of people trying to bash their skulls in after listening to this horrible newscast here on the big inside. We've got to move on to Big Mouths because this is just... Kill it now, Chris. He's talking at me. He's like, blah, 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 blah. Wham, wham, Pathetic. Pathetic. This is the slow demise of my radio career. <laughs> Didn't they play this at the wrong time last time? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Chris? Or this is the end of the show last time. We, we've canned Mike McKay on this. <laughs> yeah, that was McKay. That was oh, not yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, I, I get confused Poor sometimes. Mike. I like Mike. Why do you get confused between me and Mike McKay? Oh, uh, not you. I mean, <laughs> like a 300-pound, bald, burly man. Are no, you I mean, kidding? I mean, on the show, like Mike, when they play you it. Are, I love you, Mike, but you are a 300-pound, burly man. Anyway. Yeah, come on. Come on. Chris, Chris Bellotti's 300 pounds of solid muscle. Get that <laughs> All my hair and about 130 pounds less than he is. <laughs> Big difference. got to start kicking in the NAC. All right. Here's the deal. I got, I got one Big Mouth this week. Our Big Mouths are sponsored by Liberation Week at Revolution Fitness at 209 Columbus Avenue in Boston. Liberation Week is basically you come in, you work out for free with a member of the gym. And then all weekend long on Memorial Day, you work out for free. The They have specials. They have classes. They have you know free stuff, have free boot camps, free diet lectures. They have this whole thing written down here. I'm not going to read the whole thing. Uh, Liberation Week. Liberate yourself from corporate fitness at Revolution 
209 Columbus Avenue at the corner of Columbus and Berkeley in Boston, Massachusetts. Heavyweights. They have a fitness training room, a dynamic training room. It's all, you've, you've done a couple things there, haven't you, Scotty? Yeah, I have. It's a good place. Huh? Oh, yeah. It's awesome. Got ropes and rings and kettlebells. and crazy Awesome. Awesome stuff. equipment. Great atmosphere. Big mouth of the week. Here we go. He didn't give me his name. Who are you, dude? He said he sent me his email. It's Anon730 at Yahoo. Okay, Anon. <laughs> he <laughs> writes. It's a college student. You He's afraid say. of you. It's afraid of you. He is. <laughs> He said, do you have any nutritional advice for college students trying to achieve a balanced diet? It's difficult for me to get a lot of good variety in my diet. Cooking takes a long time. Plus, literally wrote the plus symbol. Plus, I don't know many recipes. Storing all the food is a bitch. I have a mini fridge. And I'm in class away from my room most of the time. I can eat food for sustenance, no problem. But variety is difficult. <sighs> this is not just a problem for college students, people. I mean, most people in the real world have the same problem. My thing is this. Or this is what I'm always reminding people. What makes a diet work is the work, not the diet. If you have twice the obstacle, you have to put in twice the work. It's not about some miracle diet plan. It's actually about the effort you can put in because the number one thing is integration. Integrating, integrating, integrating. That's my big thing for you. You know, what's a student to do? Like, for example, one of my favorite integrated things was this. I once knew a college student who was a basketball player and he was into lifting and trying to get bigger. He wanted to eat a more complete diet. So he goes, he gets a job at his campus's food services thing. He makes an arrangement with the manager and he's like, hey, you mind if I cook chicken and do some stuff? And then he'd bring that back to his dorm and store it in his bitchy mini fridge. That's going to be my nickname for you, Chris, the bitchy mini fridge. The, um, the point is, take some time this summer. In fact, this goes for anyone. If you're on vacation, <laughs> take some time with the bitchy mini fridge. Take some time and actually make your perfect diet and then start paring it down. Look at what's in that. And then, you know, you can begin to say, all right, I don't need this. I don't need that. This I can pull at the market, you know, uh, but start with the perfect and work your way backwards. Instead of trying to start in the problem, get out of the problem, go take your vacation, figure it out and then come back to school. Wish we could do more, but we're going to have to go to break. Hey, Chris, bitchy mini fridge. <laughs> That's going to stick kid. Can you get me out of here? This is the big inside. I'm Christian Mady, AKA XM. Call in training questions after the break. 617-237-1234. Stick around. listening to The Big Inside with Christian Mady every Monday from 5 to 6 p.m. right here on Boston Sports Station 1510 The Zone. Welcome back to The Big Inside. I'm Christian Mady, a.k.a. XN, here with the bitchy mini fridge. Hey, dude, <laughs> you're not concentrating on anything today, are you? You're just like over my show completely. I'll tell you one thing. I like... The bitchy mini fridge, a lot better as a nickname than some of the other ones I've been given at this radio station. Dude, it so that rocked. one I wouldn't mind. It you just hear some of the nicknames I get. Anyway, I'm here with Scott Batorf still, and Mike D'Angelo has joined us by satellite. Mike, you with me? I'm with you. I'm psyched to have you. I'm psyched to be here. Well, you're, but you're like one of those guys who's psyched about everything. Pretty much, yeah. You know, How, psyched life. Real quickly, like I'm going to dash through a couple basic questions um, gotcha. between the two of you. So, Mike, how many years you've been training? We you did this on another show, but just so our, to catch up our audience, kind of full, full time, uh, seventeen years. And Scott, seven years. Okay, so he's ten years older than you. Um, <laughs> oh, Mike! <laughs> <laughs> no, Mike began when he was but a. I just found out I'm older than Mike, and that freaked me out because I always thought yeah, he was older than me. You're old. Yeah, I'm an old. <laughs> Good gum. Hey, so anyway, Mike, here's the thing. All right, so uh, one of the things I've got to ask you when you're training. 
Do yep. you now? Actually, I'm going to ask put this to you, to you as well, Scott. When you're training, do you glance around the room, whether you're training yourself or training a client? Do you sometimes cringe at what you see in the other people in the gym? What is like you know, like you're watching someone do something, and you just something you know is not right in that, or do you not pay that close attention to anyone else? But your amazing clients. Well, I uh, I was a lifeguard for years before I became a personal trainer. So I will say that I I glance, I pay attention to what's going on in the surroundings. But I mean, when I'm with a client, I'm you know my attention is primarily with that client. You know, um, but if I see somebody doing something wrong, I mean, I think I'm obligated to let you know to to, to mention something or say something if they're gonna looks like they're gonna hurt themselves. Is there actually this is going to be interesting? Is there going to be? Do you think there should be? Some sort of like, almost like the Hippocratic Oath for trainers. Do you think there should be some sort of ethical obligation for trainers to step in? Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> there isn't one, though, right? No. No. Uh, officially, no. Um, but, I mean, I think that, you know, if you see someone that clearly doesn't know what they're doing, you know, and, you know, you can approach them and, and be very, you know, kind and nice and be like, you may want to be careful, blah, blah, blah. What's the most you know, cringe? Without, without stepping on you know, too many toes. Let's get meaty here. What's one of the most cringe-inducing... I'm going to ask you too, Scott, but Mike, what's the most cringe-inducing thing you've seen that you said, whoa, wait, stop, whether you interfered or not, but in your mind, you're like, I can't I can't watch that anymore. I would say usually, you know, watching, you know, someone that would be young that is... Uh, like me. Doing, yeah, you know, someone that would be doing, like, squats or deadlifts or bent rows in a position where they could very easily pull their low back. Okay, you know, so like they're not like they're rounding their back over instead of kind of arching through. Okay, like I would, I would jump all over that, particularly if it looks like they're going heavy and it's more weight than they can really lift, because that kind of injury is not funny. Now you're a very like agile, spry little guy. That's that's one thing I know about you. Is that your big fetish? Is like the lower back safety thing, or what's your big focus? I would say that, I would say that, and then you know, um, you know. Bench pressing wrong in a manner that would rip a rotator cuff. I mean, those would probably be the two oh. primary. What's wrong? You can't, like, like, what's wrong? This is the training one. So what's wrong? And, and this is Mike D'Angelo, professional trainer, pro bodybuilder. He works at Revolution Fitness in Boston, the whole thing. One of our sponsors of the earlier segments. This is just you and your expertise. But what, like, where, what's your history with the bench press? And what... And this isn't a challenge question. I'm just asking so we can get the, like, what, what, what is wrong, what is right, or what are the most common things? Chris Villani is doing a bench press right now in the booth. Stop that. All right. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, if someone's not sort of lifting through their rib cage, you know, and they're, um, you know, sort of compressing their chest down as they're pushing the weight up, I mean, that's a direct hit on your rotator cuffs. And if you're, you know, rotator cuffs weren't meant to lift, you know, however much weight you're trying to bench press. And if, you're, if you put your body in that kind of position, you are most likely going to rip a rotator and that can take a really long time to heal so so you're talking about like making your chest into a bowl is kind of what you mean don't do that right gotcha scott yeah no i agree um basically what adds to make it look like a bowl is that uh people have bad posture <laughs> and they have internal rotation in the shoulders because uh, in our daily life we're sitting a lot when you say your internal rotation you mean, I mean like the guys shoulders, who shrug over shrug over yeah like gorilla, gorilla shoulders yeah and the shoulders uh, over, forward yeah, yeah. But also too, um, when a lot of guys do bench press, they really don't stretch out the uh, the pec muscles, and so especially pec minor gets extremely tight. So it also pulls the shoulders forward. Um, and also too, a lot of guys like to do a lot of uh, crunching exercises. Uh, crunching exercises help shorten the abdominal muscles, so that will help 
uh, give you that kind of bowl effect or rounding, uh, you know, effect of this. Of this oh, so you're basically saying that guys' muscles are, and Mike, you, chime in, please. Don't have to, like, be polite on when I'm talking. But, like, that you're, you're, you're suggesting that basically people are so knotted up or bunched up. I won't say knotted, but their muscles are already so they're tight. They're so tight, yeah. It pulls them into that posture. And then, obviously, if they don't take care of that, that soft tissue or the elasticity of the muscle, then, yes, they have that posture. And so whenever they do try to hit up a bench press, all they're hitting is the front deltoids. And then you see those guys with huge shoulders, and they have a miniature-sized chest. You know, and it's and it's not because <laughs> well, it's not my problem. No, yeah. <laughs> no, that's not your problem. But. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, stretching, flexibility, soft tissue stuff—is that your? You have a little thing going on there, a little mojo for that as well. Um, I don't know. It's like you know, doing flexibility work. You know, after uh, you know, you're training. You know, body parts. I think is critical. You know, I mean, first off, if you're doing your exercises through a full range of motion. Um, you know, that's, you know, that's, that's some flexibility work for most people alone. True. You know, as, as, uh, 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 as he was mentioning earlier, you know, like people are bunched up. They sit at the office, they have their shoulders rounded. You know, most people walk around, you know, with their head completely detached from their body. It's like, they're not even, they're, they're like, they're, they have this body, but they're so unaware of, of, you know, what proper posture should feel like. Uh, you know, because they just, you know, they're they're not very mindful, you know, of uh, you know what what their body should feel like, and so that's how people get so out of whack. Do you think that you that's know? more common among the guys or the women who are in the gym? They're grinding away. They're on their cardio. They're doing their thing. They're getting all bunched up. They're getting all tightened up. Do you think they have more problems with posture because they're all bunched up and funny? And I'll, I'll throw this at you as well, Scott. But Mike, or do you think it's the people, like you said, in the office who are more? sort of stagnated and they're sitting for long periods, they're holding for long periods, they're in their car. Which do you, who do you think, who's the bigger culprit for you as far as people who are easier adapted to more dynamic, stretchy, bendy, flexy movement? Well, I mean, that, I mean that's why I'm a proponent of, of people personal training with, with, you know, hiring a personal trainer because, you know, the bottom line is people don't know how to work out for the most part. The general population does not know how to work out and hiring a trainer is like, Going to exercise class 101. Okay, how do I do this? Well, you know, how you know how should I arrange my strength training routine? How much cardio should I do? You know, what should my posture be? How should I you know do my flexibility work? You know, how you know it's like you know people. It's like an analogy I often make is okay. So you've got some some woman and she's got to get her her brakes done in her car. Right, and some guy at the auto body is going to let her use all of his tools to change her brakes. Right. Well, she don't know how to. She don't know how to do the brakes. <laughs> I don't right? know. I don't know. How to it's do like them. the same woman doesn't know how to really work out because she's never worked out or she's never trained her brakes. So it's like you know, hire the mechanic to show you how to change your own brakes, and then you can do it yourself someday. Right. So people sort of take this idea that they can sort of it'll it'll osmosis the the information will somehow seep in if they're just in the environment. And that's not how it's worked. That's not that's how it not works. How, Exactly, and then that's when, you know, I as a trainer occasionally will see somebody doing something wrong, you know? And, uh, Scott, do you agree with this, or what else do you think, I mean, piggyback off of him or the same deal? Because, I mean, that's obviously kind of an obvious thing, but. Well, no, um, I see some, I mean, not all clients, you know, that I come to, I mean, they, some of them have actually good knowledge bases, and they come with me with a goal. Well, you Just, tend to train more athletes yeah, or more regular? More athletes and uh, physique competitors being uh, figure fitness and bodybuilding. Okay. And then athletes, um, anything from hockey to baseball to lacrosse, all of them. Oh, you're more of a sports trainer. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, the people that, I guess, approach me, they come with a specific goal. And if it's an athlete, you know, they want increased speed, agility, endurance. 
Um, and it depends what type of sport they're in. So, that, you know, when they come to me, it's either in preseason, their postseason, you know, in season. You know, all the training it differs depending on what um, what uh, type of season they're in. And for so the definitely a different, definitely a different clientele. Yeah, definitely. And um, that's why I have you both on. Yeah, exactly. I ain't no slouch. <laughs> but um, it's definitely a little bit more specific, and the training is a little bit more different. Um, but then again, like the bodybuilders, you know, I mean, their training is even uh, different from what the athletes are. I mean, um, the bodybuilders are doing more muscle specific, you know, hypertrophy, um, because they want those muscles. Hypertrophy means grow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, yeah, they're making uh, specific muscles grow, but they want to get the symmetry and the pleasing aesthetics, obviously, so everything is balanced. Now the other, now the athletes, they don't need to have, um, you know, that type of symmetry per se. Well, Yes, functional. Well, yeah, exactly. well, then that that actually makes it more pointed toward you, Mike. Um, not pointed in a negative way, but but okay. So your your clientele is much more the average, you know, man or woman looking for fitness, and and obviously some sort of aesthetic. I think that most people are okay. No, with I mean, it. I I tend to because of you know I'm at Revolution. It's right in the middle of the city. You know, you know, the facilities there have something for everybody. They have this amazing functional training room that athletes should be going in there. Quite frankly, the Red Sox and the Patriots ought to be training there. I know because that. Of the, the, I'm jealous. Because of the equipment that they have is just incredible, you know. Um, but my clientele, you know, tends to be, you know, sort of, you know, some of the working folk that live and work, you know, right downtown Boston. But do they know, tend right, to, do they, do you think of, they tend to have the sort of like accidental bodybuilding workout? Like, oh, I'm going to do my bench press. I'm going to do my cardio and I'm going to do and my, my biceps and my chest. Like, do you think coming to you, that's where they start and you have to sort of show them everything else or, or they, do they just not know anything? Cause I always see people, I'm going to speak from I my mean, own experience. Some, some people, I mean, and I do might. train, I mean, there are certainly some bodybuilders that I train. Oh, I don't mean that. Oh, I don't, I don't mean that. But I'm saying like when I, from my own experience, I'll see the average joe or josephine in the gym and they're sort of mimicking like you know the sort of the stuff that i'm looking at them and saying you know darling you're working in a bank what are you doing with you know with this or that you know what i mean and i sort of say you don't need to be doing all this in my mind do you do you see a lot of that with with the regular type clients i I mean i wouldn't i wouldn't say i see too many i mean partly the reason why people would hire you know for training services because they they don't know what they're doing and they want to get set up on a routine that's going to work for them and it's going to make sense and it's going to fit into their schedule and how to craft that is what a trainer should do you know so you know i wouldn't say i get too much of that do you think do and this goes to you too scott know-it-alls you get a lot of people who mike or scott do you get a lot of a lot of people who think they know because i know right now listening are athletes and in fact everyone listening right now i know you own a gym membership don't even pretend that you don't. And you all sitting there saying, I don't need no stinking trainer. And you're all very like adept. Do you get people who come in with, like I always call it, just enough knowledge to make them dangerous? Or like people who think they know what's going on. And in reality, like they, they have 20% or 30% or just, you know, what they know is good, but because they don't have the rest. Is that, is that a common problem? Um, that's not so much of a problem. You know, that actually might, <laughs> well, that's, that like might work. Number three for me. It might work into your benefit because, I mean, it's. Then they come in, they think that they know it all. But then once you do an assessment of either flexibility or, or strength assessments, and they figure out where they're weak and where they're inflexible, yeah. you can't. It becomes self-evident. Yeah. Exactly. They, they become aware of it, and then it's, they almost exploit it. And they're like, you know what? They take down that guard, and they, then they're, they're willing to learn. I mean, not everyone's going to be like that. but Who, who would you rather train, cases. the guy who thinks he knows everything or the woman who thinks he knows everything, and you educate them better? Or would you rather trade the person who's the blank slate? Who's, who's a better client? <clears throat> I don't know. It depends on the person, you but like, I, uh, wow. no, 
I, I, to tell you the truth, I, I'd rather go with a person that has more knowledge base. I mean, that's just more, uh, it's more of a challenge for me. And I get, I, I don't know, it's, it just, we work off of each other, but I just get more out of it, I think. Mike? Um, I, uh, I'll take it however I can get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because after 17 years, you got no game, kid. Yeah, I got no game. Speak- I, don't, I, don't, I don't really know if I have a preference. You know, sometimes it's pretty exciting. You know, it's exciting working with people that do know what they're doing, but you're, you're kind of honing in and fine-tuning what they're doing, and that's exciting and fun, and you can push those people harder because, you know, they, they're coming to you with something already. But then, you know, it's pretty cool to, like, sit down with someone that's a complete rookie. That knows like absolutely me. nothing. And you've got a clean <laughs> slate to start with. Well, my slate you know? isn't clean, but it's not messy with actual information, fortunately. Speaking of clean slates, or maybe not so clean slates, I have Steve on the line. Steve, you with me? I'm here. You're here. Sorry about What's the confusion up? at the break. We thought Somehow we thought that Steve was Scott, somehow. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> what? Anyway, that Steve. Might been, that might have been my fault. That's all right, Steve. Steve, what, uh, uh, what do you got for us today? Actually, uh, just a quick question. Um, I've been training for about five years, and uh, lately I've been having sticking points on my bench. I haven't been able to get past the weight that I'm at. I didn't know if you guys had any suggestions. Oh, apropos, um, <laughs> so because you heard the first part of the interview, obviously. So basically, yeah. like, and give me just a little bit more background. You're, how long have you been training? What do you train for? What's your sort of background? Just a little tiny bit. I'm- I've been training for about five years, uh, a little longer. I was training before for hockey, but now I'm more focused on the bodybuilding aspect. Uh-oh. Trying to get into that. Um, got a little bit interested from some of my buddies. But oh, okay. Well, all right. So who, I, who wants this bad? Who wants this bad boy? Mike, Scott, Mike. I'll take it. Scott wants it. Uh, and what's going on in the background, Steve? Do you have a party and not invite us? <laughs> he does. He's at a party, man. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I'll take that. Hey, Steve. Um, do you mind if I take this? Uh, put take this with you off the air. Do you mind? That's fine. Thanks for calling in. So, right all right. So, Mike, uh, Mike or Scott? Scott I'll do it. You were, all right. Scott's um, jumping on it. We'll get you in a second, Mike. Yeah, basically what we were talking about earlier. I mean, you have to see what kind of form he's using. I mean, there's obviously two. I guess there's a there's two types of forms of like benching. You see people with the elbows flared out, be like more of the bodybuilder type of style of benching. You'll see, and then elbows in, closer in, and closed off, and then you have. Almost like a home under your back, and then your shoulder blades are squeezed together under the bench. A home under your back? What do you like, mean? Like, like a, a space. Little, okay, like a, a natural arc. space. Okay. Your natural a, a mouse house. Nas- yeah, mouse house <laughs> uh, under, the nat- under the lower part of the lumbar spine. Okay. And so it's and then also driving your heels on the ground. But depending on what posture he has, if his elbows are flared out and he's not having that, that, that posture on the bench, obviously that would obviously if it would affect it. you know, And increase time. his injury potential. Oh, yeah, definitely. Certainly. But also, too, I mean... There's different ways you can do that through uh, training with bands or chains. Those are great for hit, hitting sticking points. Um, say if you did have great form, because then that's uh, with chains. It, as you come down, you have chains. Yeah, chains are hanging on the end of the the bar, right? Yeah. And as you come down, the weight's being taken off the bar. But as you come up, weight's being added on. So that's obviously going to push you through those plateau points. I mean, everyone's going to have a sticking point, but it will I'm rubber band and rubber bands obviously the same. Rubber band, same thing. You come down, you come down less less tension as you come up more tension. And then usually you're trying to do it more in an explosive fashion, trying to move the weight as fast so basically as you can you're tra- on the you're way basically up. training that explosive part. Yeah, exactly. That's the type the 2 muscle idea. fibers. Okay. You, you know, so you're trying to get the, you know, the explosive movement. Mike, do you get a it. lot of people coming to you saying, up my bench? No. <laughs> <laughs> you get a lot of people who work out, Mike. No. You, uh, what would you, what? I mean, I get a lot of people to work out, but 
I mean, occasionally I do, you know, but it's it's more like, you know, you got to really take each case scenario in its own light. You know, you got to see how they're, you know, contracting and squeezing through. I mean, some people think they're squeezing through their chest when they're not. True. You know, and so you got to kind of take it on a on a case by case. Now, you, but you used to lift heavy. Like I know that you're not a like now you're not a big advocate in terms of the clientele you train, but you certainly in your own right were not a weak little fella. No, no, not at all. Um, so what would know, you tell? So what would you tell? Like, let's pretend. Let's all right. Let's take away Mike D'Angelo pro personality and go back to like Mike D'Angelo, this guy in the gym. What would you tell a guy who's like, how do I up my bench? Uh, well, I'd, I'd, first I'd make sure his, his posture was, was good and that he's okay. engaging, engaging through his chest. Um, I mean, I know, you know, even doing like power benching on a Smith, on a Smith rack, you know, we really load the, you know, you load the weight up and you change the range of motion. Um, you know, that's a good way to kind of shock, you know, shock the system. We are just doing the upper range of motion, but then, you know, adding that, the whole chain, <clears throat> the whole chain concept, I've done that too. And that's, that's fun. You know, like huh. the further you push that bar up, the heavier that, you know, that bar gets. And, and that's fun to do. You, you're the first um, one to drop the F-bomb, Mike. What, what now, uh, do you, more, what's more important? Did I? Yeah, no, that, no, F as in fun, not F as in what I usually say. Oh, I was <laughs> but say you should I have did. seen Villani. <laughs> He's on there with the beeper. The, uh, he literally had his finger on the buzzer right then. Oh, no, God. no, but, uh, but I mean, fun. How important, uh, uh, this is a question. That's a stupid question. How important is it? It's obviously very important. But do you integrate? Like, is that one of your focuses, or do you just let that come organically? Like, what is your thing about getting clients to have fun? <laughs> well, no, you do it too. So, what? How do you gauge the fun part, or do you? Um, I mean, do you bother? Some people don't. Some people. You're just funny because you're funny. So, I'm sure that people have fun with you anyway. But oh uh, yeah, I mean, we have a, I tend to have a good time. You know, I, I, I definitely do. I mean, if how I critical that is, though, to people's progress, I guess. Is In your opinion, how critical is that to people's progress? Well, I mean, I think that people should be enjoying what they're doing, you know, but I think they need to know what they're doing for one. And that's why they would hire a trainer, you know, but, but also, um, you know, enjoy the process. So, I mean, a lot of people want to be somewhere that they're not right now. And then there's all mm. this stress and anxiety being, of, of not being at their goal when, in fact, you know, enlightened living is enjoying the process, you know? So when you're in the gym and you're in the trenches, you know, you should be digging in and getting the most out of it and, and enjoying the time spent knowing, you know, what you're going to feel like tomorrow, you know, like when your muscles are sore yeah. the next day. What feels better than that? Love that feeling. Speaking of um, wanting to be somewhere else, I know my, my listeners probably want to be somewhere else right now, but I have to actually go to a break. Mike, thanks. Scott, you're going to stick around after the break, right? Uh, definitely. And Mike, you have to go train a client. I do. I got a victim to go beat up. All right. So listen, we're going to go to break. <laughs> Chris, uh, the, the bitchy mini fridge is going to hit the music. I, when we come back, Kevin Quinn is here, as well as uh, the Big Outside Rap uh, Roundup. And, of course, your favorite, Belly Up. This is Christian Mitty, a.k.a. XN, with the Big Inside. Stick around. Listening to the Big Inside with Christian Mady every Monday from five to six PM right here on Boston Sports Station fifteen ten the zone. Welcome back to the Big Inside, turning the physique world inside out. We just came out of the big deal interview with uh, Mike D'Angelo and Scott Patork. We're still with us. 
This is the part of the show where we bring you, fine listeners, the contest roundup. It's called The Big Outside. Highlights, records, recaps, notable moments from the world of organized, competitive, bodybuilding, powerlifting, strongman, and figure fitness. You know what? There was a show this weekend. It was the New Hampshire, up in New Hampshire. It was the Northern States NPC that got moved to Rhode Island. We can't <laughs> find any results. Yeah. If, if you competed in that show, call us by next weekend. MIA. MIA bodybuilding <laughs> show. Coming up this weekend, May 17th, USA Powerlifting, New England States Powerlifting Contest in Whitman, Massachusetts. Support powerlifters. Feed a powerlifter. Um, I missed the Wheelchair Nationals, but I've talked to Nick Scott. That was like two months ago. I totally missed coverage of it. I got to uh, talk to Nick Scott from wheelchairbodybuilding.com. Check him out when you get a chance. He's going to be on the show in the next few weeks. And But right now on the show, get, get, actually, wait a minute, Scott, real quickly, finishing up, you had, oh, he already came on. Kevin? Yes. Are you there? Kevin Quinn? I am. I'm, I am always here. Trusty Uh-oh. field we reporter. Got, we got a lightweight lifter on the line. Real quick. <laughs> God. <laughs> Real quickly, Scott, you got like a, a half a minute to like say your, your your final thoughts on what we talked about during the interview. I guess, you know, I guess when you're picking a personal trainer, just make sure you're you're getting the questions answered and you're getting the services that you want um, with any client that goes out there. Because you're not paying for information. You're paying for service, really, when I you mean, think about a trainer. You're, yeah, it's a service. But so they should be given information away free. I mean, in that service, you. they need to inform the person, you know. Uh, exactly uh, how their body is working and if it's hurting their performance and if it's if it's going to hurt their you know anything to prevent injuries or uh, joints you know that's important so like assessment like the assessment of the client you know is very important and a lot of a lot of trainers really don't do much of assessment and they just throw them a plan and all they're doing is really just you know improving their their um you know their, their problems that's basically most it. trainers can't as, uh, spell assessment hey kevin <laughs> were you at any contest this weekend did you go to the contest this week could you find it Actually, I didn't. I was at my son's first communion, which was a very nice day. Did he win? Oh, wait a minute. A communion. Never mind. <laughs> yes, he won. Congratulations <laughs> to your son. <laughs> um, the uh, it, it wins his contest. No. Um, so, Kevin, what do you got for me today? I got like a minute. Unfortunately, the show's running short today. I got him like a minute. Great. Actually, what I'd like <laughs> to do is take this opportunity to, to tell people about how Scott Patov is one of the best trainers out there. <laughs> and I, I mean I mean this seriously. I know I plug Aspire Sports Trainer, AspireSportsTraining.com every week. My God. But he, he really has. He's changed my life. I mean, he took a bodybuilder that hadn't competed in 12 years, 202 pounds, probably God knows what my body fat was. Had me down to 162 pounds at the Mike Cat Show, rocking and rolling. This year we've changed our plans. We'll be doing the Mass States October 15th, and then the Mike Cat Show November 1st. And I will be on your oh, these... show the following Monday with my trophies too. That's right. Yeah, that's right. I forgot that you are you are announcing. You're officially announcing our field reporter is going to be doing contest people, making him a true authentic field reporter. Exactly. Get to follow his progress. Yeah, which is kind of cool. Um, yeah. Kevin, what made you pick Scott? Was it was it like when you first saw Scott? Did you say, "All right, that guy's got triceps that have teeth in them," or is it that <laughs> you know? Well, was it the dopey well, laugh? Have, what was it? I have to be honest with you. I owe it all to Bill Minier, to be honest with you. Minier's way. Minier's way. Minier's way. Coming. I, I had talked about competing. A legend in New England, Bill Minier. I had to, I had talked about taking different supplement roads and. Bill said, why don't you talk to this guy? And I said, well, I'm pretty much set. Long story short, I sat with Scott for about maybe 15 or 20 minutes, and I said, you know what? This is a guy for me. And I'll tell you right now, he he is the ultimate. He's not just a personal trainer. He's he's also a very good friend of mine. And um, 
I'll tell you, he, he helps me so much. I tell you, I was trying to get in there when I heard big shoulders and no chest. I thought someone was calling my name. Oh, but, there we go. <laughs> you know, he's, he's really with me now. Actually, we're working very hard to bring my chest up to where it needs to be so I can have the density to compete in the NPC. Exactly. Well, well you're, you know what? As far as uh, the big inside is concerned, you're a verbal beast. Beast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, the big inside is a place to go, and I'd like to say hi to Mac and Smitty, my two bosses. I brought them; they're listening this week. Smitty? There's someone yes. named Smitty listening to my show. That's awesome. <laughs> Absolutely, Smitty. You're calling in next week. That's awesome. <laughs> the guys from KCMI on Foxborough, Mass, are listening. On, listening today as well. Mac and Smitty sounds like a Nickelodeon cartoon. That's <laughs> Kevin Quinn always bringing us something good. Thank you so much for calling in, man. And I'll tell you, Scott, thanks for everything, man. I'll see you at the gym soon. And Christian, you are the man. And just remember one thing. The field reporter is half man and half amazing. Uh, <laughs> and all weird. Thanks, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> Have a good night. Talk to you next week. Later, man. Oh, that's Bye. funny. That's funny. Mac and Smitty. That's good. How, who? What a combo. <sighs> who comes up with that? All right, we're going to go right into belly up. We got we to gotta move here. They seem like underdogs, long shots, crackpots. But we honor these unsung heroes of the physique world, the newsmakers who give it their all, only to get flushed away in a valiant blaze of glory and go. <laughs> belly up. Mac and Smitty. Oh, This week on Belly Up, we recognize all you pioneering, newly thin, gorgeous ladies who discovered the new drug, Orlistat, and are now stuck in the bathroom. Perhaps... The sphincter of your earlobe has not been open to this ass-busting diet fad that has women scrambling all the way from the fridge toward the Charmin. <laughs> Orlistat is also sold under the name Ally, and it, it is the hottest, steamiest pile of news yet to hit the weight loss crowd. Orlistat blocks the intestines from absorbing some of the fat you eat. Where does the non-absorbed fat go? Downward and out whenever it wants to. Yep, that's Orlistat. You're hearing correctly. All that grease makes a slippery slide right out the back door without warning, without hesitation. <sighs> but at least now every woman can fit into the sexy bikini of her dreams so long as they wear a diaper underneath. Kind of adds a new visual to the thong's nickname of anal floss, doesn't it? But this is about looking good, right, ladies? So there's no price too great. Surely any man would be so thrilled to have a hot, slim beauty on his arm that he would simply ignore the greasy orange trail of glop running down her inner <laughs> thigh, right? Right? Who, who, who? I wouldn't even notice it. Now, the makers of the drug strongly recommend that those who take Orlistat strictly monitor their intake to prevent uh, excess calories and to help mitigate some of the explosive results. Now, last we checked, if you're trying to lose weight, monitoring your food intake was kind of what you should be doing anyway. But hey, what fun is a diet without the explosive anal fireworks to prove it's working? That's right. We thank these brave, dribbling ladies for making a new brown trail through the dung heaps of dieting, literally pooping all the pounds and smearing their way to a more gorgeous body. So for being brave enough to carry an extra pair of underpants with you at all times in the name of vain beauty, for adding, <laughs> for adding, <laughs> not getting pooped on your diet in spite of making men, wait a minute, oh yeah, for not getting pooped on your diet instead of making many poops implied, <laughs> and for not slipping on that runny, oily discharge known as fad dieting, We'd like to thank you, dieting users of Or Orlistat, for being willing to drop your belly and go. Blew the punchline. All right, real yeah. quickly, that's our show for this week. Thanks again to our guests, Scott Patorf and Mike D'Angelo. Be sure to join us again next week for more cool stuff. Drop us a line, ask us a question, send us feedback at info, info at the big 
Today's show was co-produced by the Physiculture Collaborative, along with a guy who was pooping his pants the whole way through anyway, Chris Villani in the booth. As And uh, as always, I'd like to thank 1510 The Zone's general manager, Anthony Pepe, the only man with the intestinal fortitude to hold it in, even in the face of Orlistat. Please tune into our show next Monday and every Monday at 5 p.m. right here on 1510 The Zone, Boston Sports Station, or listen live streaming online at 1510thezone.com. Stay tuned for the Sports Cave with Jalen Robb. That's your workout for the week. I am Christian Mady, a.k.a. XN for the Big Inside, reminding you that no matter what you do on your outside, what makes it big is what's found on the inside. We'll talk to you later. Hi, this is Christian Mady for The Big Inside. If you're listening, maybe you like us. And if you like us, we could sure use your support. Why not advertise with The Big Inside? We offer live on-air ads on 1510 The Zone. You can sponsor a segment of the show or even sponsor an entire podcast. Our rates are dirt cheap and we love to negotiate. We need your help to stay on the air, so if you appreciate what we're doing, please lend a hand. Drop us a line at info at thebiginside.com or go to www.thebiginside.com and click on the advertise link. There you can download an entire press kit that says our basic race. With a vibrant audience in the greater New England area, as well as a loyal national and even international audience, trust me, The Big Inside is the market you want to get your message out to. Thanks again for listening to The Big Inside, and thanks for your support. Until the next show, remember, big is what you find on the inside.